The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Mitchell's front page, the Monday Sports Panel. Peter is in the studio. Good morning, Peter. How are you? Very well, thank you, Mitchell. And nice and cool in here, but not so outside. Yeah, actually, it says on there uh, 26.5. So, yeah, in the sun, it'll be warming up well and truly. It will. And Bucket's on the line. Good morning, Bucket. Good morning, Mitchell. How are you? Good. Thank you very much. Good to be with you for the final time this year. Let's jump straight into it, shall we? The Port Adelaide Football Club. Um, I think South Australia's answer to Collingwood. I think they're well and truly. I think they've gone past calling with that. Like as a club, like they were formed way back in 1870, and they played in the South Australian competition. They won 36, 36 premierships in the South Australian competition. That was the formation that joined the AFL in 1997. Who were they? Our premiers in 2004. Like it's pretty interesting. You know, while they've been in the AFL, they've had three, they've had six coaches. Three of them. Former Geelong players, uh, Matthew mm. Primus, Gary Hocking, yep. you know, and Ken Hinckley. So they, they, they've, they've been pretty scarce on, on coaches, but by gee, they've had some wonderful players there. And basically, like in, in 1921, they, they finished second on the ladder, ladder in the home and away season. It was a disappointing effort when they got, you know, got t- taken apart by the Bulldogs you know, for a spot in, in the grand final. And you know, they promised so much, you know, for the season, and that, and that, like everything sort of fell apart. But uh, gee, when you when you got, got a wines, a, a boat, and then Dixon and like in your side, you, you you're always going to be a chance. So like they'll, they'll be thereabouts again, I think. Yeah, I, I agree with you, uh, Bucket, and. Um they won uh, five of their first six uh, this season and then uh, won their last six. But there's just a few little problems there. As you said, the midfield um, uh, looked okay. A worrying sign was that they were only ranked 11th in clearances. Now, that was the lowest uh, ranking of any side that played in the final. So that's an area where they've got to tighten up. Um, I thought a couple of things that worked. I thought Fantasia, he kicked 28 goals, but he'll be better for the first season uh, at Port. And the one that was a winner was Aaliyah Aaliyah. Um, yeah, what a winner. He, yeah. He was a real steal, wasn't he? He was indeed. The only time that their back line, because he's such a, he's just a great interceptor of the ball, but when that was negated on a few occasions, they fell away a bit, Port. And um, the thing was that they, they had some heavy losses in that, you know, um, after round six and uh, mid-season where they uh, they got smashed a few times by sides, uh, the top side. So that was a bit of a problem. And as you say, we saw it with the Western Bulldogs in that prelim final, which was very disappointing. Bergman's another a player that I think, um, uh, you know, held his, uh, held his ground there throughout the year. Um, but as you said, the midfield, William Drew, Carl Amon, Holly Wines obviously win the Brownlow. So it's an interesting one. Um, and they had a few bad first quarters. So, um, and there was injuries. I mean, that was another thing. That, and I think a number of players came into the finals underdone because there was, at one stage, eight or nine players with, with niggling injuries missed a game or two. So uh, on the coaching front, of course, Michael Voss has left the club to take over Carlton. Jared Schofield has also left as coach. Yeah, so big losses there. Chad Corns now moves into a defensive role. Uh, Brett Montgomery goes in as a midfield development coach and is joined by uh, by my son, who's gone across from 
GWS. Congratulations. Yeah, so and we're looking forward to that inside goss. <laughs> so, uh, so Luke's going in, into the midfield and development with the AFL side. So, look, all in all, I think I agree with you, uh, uh, bucket that this is Kenny Hinckley's 11th year. I think a pass mark would have to be a grand final appearance. Uh, yeah. I think... A, yeah. yeah I That's think a tough that, benchmark. It is. It is. And I, I'm pretty sure the club will probably be looking at that. So, uh, it will be an interesting um, interesting season. So, um, what a disappointing preliminary... I mean, both yeah. preliminary finals this year were seen to be pretty disappointing, but um, a real shame. I mean, they were really hyped up Port Adelaide, and uh, I think the locals there thought that was in the bag, and it mm-hmm. wasn't. Yeah, and then being at home again too. I mean, that was a huge advantage. You know, that crowd and Western Bulldogs silenced them very quickly. And it was, uh, I, I don't know about you, Bucket and Mitchell, but it, it doesn't seem that Kenny Hinckley, he, he shows a lot of faith in those players and he doesn't seem to have a, a real plan B at times. He just continues to roll and hoping that it will all click. And unfortunately, it didn't for them in that prelim because the Bulldogs just, they just had the seven goals on the board before they even blinked. So. Mm. I agree with you there, Peter, because but basically he sits up there, he, like he, he doesn't sort of, sort of, yeah, he sort of relies on players yeah, to make their own call and get on and, and mm. prove of it. Yeah, yeah. So, and look in the draft, I don't, uh, Josh Sin, he's a uh, medium defender. Hugh Jackson, the midfielder, well, he'll be out for some time. He's got a hip injury, which I knew about when they drafted him. And then uh, Dante Vicente is another, as they list him as a utility. You don't hear that um, term too often. So they, uh, and Jace uh, Burgoyne, uh, of course, the son of uh, of uh, Peter Burgoyne, who's all listed as a utility. So Jer- Jeremy Finlayson will be an interesting one who's come across from GWS. He'll be handy if, addition. If he plays at his best. I- yep, yep, yeah. So, look, I can see them finishing, you know, that top four, maybe fourth, fifth. Um, yeah. But they they do need to, to beat a couple of those. Uh, they, they need to beat Melbourne Western Bulldogs and Brisbane. Well, the other side you've got to beat your yep. like it's, it's all right to me. It gives the uh, bottom sides a bit of a, a smack at yeah. the time. But by the, sometimes you've got to get hold of those top sides, don't you? You do. So that uh, they'll be working hard, as all the other clubs. But, uh, yeah, definitely finals. And uh, probably a top four, especially with their home ground advantage um, there against those middle-order sides. Yep. Now, that sounds about right. I would put them there as well. Well, um, it's been an incredible year, and this is an opportunity to reflect back on what were some of the sporting highlights of the year, as I said before 10.30. For me, I think it's hard to go past Melbourne and that premiership drought and the story and the comeback against the Western Bulldogs. It was a great grand final, but there's more than just one grand final as part of a whole year of sport. Yes, there's one thing about the Melbourne Football Club, like uh, like I think I suggested very early in the piece, there, there, was, a, there was a lot of team effort and there was a lot of trust in, in, in the Melbourne side. And Max Gorn, you know, what a, what a fine leader he turned, turned out to be. And gee whiz, like, like, and basically with the you know, big profits that they made for us on their premiership and everything like that, this side is now really set up. But, you know, when you get, when you get, get down to, uh, like, uh, like, uh, like individuals in, in, in sport, Ash Barnes, my geez, yeah, what a wonderful competitor she yep. She never grizzles, never moans, never questions anything. She just gets on it and plays her, plays her own game at a very high rate. Yeah, she was on the list here in front of me too, Bucket, and oh. and I think that, and, look, and look, I think the Olympics. Um, Emma McKeon, uh, four gold, three bronze. Um, 
uh, Ariane Tidmus and Jessica Fox. I, I wasn't really building up to the Olympics, wasn't um, really getting too no, excited, but I, I sat down and really enjoyed that and I thought it was just tremendous how our swimmers especially um, performed and uh, and as you say, Ash Barty, just uh, a, oh, a, a great example to uh, to any young sportsman as uh, the way she goes about. And the Olympics, it came at a particularly tough time as well, I think, hmm. when we're in the depths of another lockdown. So uh, it was a bit of a welcome distraction from everything that was going on at the time. It was. Yeah, it was indeed. And that's why we turned to sport, I think. Oh, yeah, for sure. But it, it was, and it, as you said, it was great just to see those Melbourne supporters after such a, a long oh, drought. Brilliant, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So Now we've just got to sort of get them back down again because, <laughs> as I said, I think they're, they're already talking about going back to back. Just incredible. It's- yeah, we hear that. We hear that quite often, don't we? I think there are a side who could go back to back too, because the, the, the way they yeah, sort of you know, went through their season, the, everything seemed to be planned and everything worked to a plan too, didn't it? Yeah, well, apparently Simon Goodwin wrote on the whiteboard the first day they rocked up to the club at the start of uh, this season that there were some five words or something like, you know, we will conquer everything. Uh, it was just bang straight from the word go. Did you do that in 2019 and 2020 <laughs> as well? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think the, the premiership hangover is real, isn't it? Oh, it is. It is. But uh, I think the way the uh, crowd turned up there recently um, to uh, to see all the players again a week or so ago, and I think the players were pretty chuffed about that just to see the delight. But oh, look, I think if you, if you play in a premiership in any sort of sport, uh, you, you should be hungry for another one. It's, it's, yeah. a great, it's a great enjoyment. It certainly is, and one is not enough. Well, thank you very much to both of you for your involvement in the program, not just this year, but going right back to 2014. Been so it's been a great seven and a half years with you. Um, but uh, let's have the final word for 2021. Bucket? Well, basically, I've got to mention the, uh, the Western United. They've won three from four now, and boy, gee, they, they might be the surprise of the season. They're going very, very well. Yeah, they are indeed. Yeah, yeah no, good on them. Western United, we need to get behind them, absolutely. And uh, Peter? Oh, well, just to everyone, all our listeners out there, it's, uh, and it's been a pleasure, Mitchell, again, and, and working with you and Bucket, and uh, let's all have a, a very lovely, safe, and uh, uh, happy and Merry Christmas and a, and a great uh, New Year. Yeah, thank you very much to both of you. It's just been wonderful. Well, we're coming up to the 11 o'clock news. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.